Welcome back to The Mental Game. I'm your host, Brandon Seho, and we are kicking off Season 2 with two guests here on Episode number 1. Bengals star quarterback Joe Burrow, his parents Robin and Jimmy joining me for the first episode on Season 2. They invited me up to Athens, Ohio, and we talked about Joe's football journey, their journey as a family as he went from Ohio State to LSU, turned into a national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, and number one overall pick, eventually taking the Bengals all the way to the Super Bowl in just his second season here in Cincinnati. But we also touched on the Joe Burrow Foundation, which helps youth with mental health resources and families with food insecurities. This is an awesome conversation with Joe Burrow's parents. We'll get to that in just a second, but on a personal note, I just want to say thank you to all of you for supporting me, my mental health journey, and the mental game as we kick off season two. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and share this as much as you can as we try to help as many people as possible get better with their mental health who are suffering like I did so long with depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses. We want to help anyone we can. So thank you again so much. And I can't wait to kick off season two. And we'll do it right now with Joe Burrow's parents. Welcome back into the mental game. I'm joined by two very special guests. Joe Burrow's parents, Jimmy and Robin Burrow. Thank you guys so much for having me here in the Plains. Thank you for having us. Thank you. First thing I ask everyone on this podcast is what does mental health mean to you? And everyone has a different answer, whether it be a a tool they've used throughout their life, something they've discovered more recently, or maybe there's an event in their life that brought it to the forefront. But I'll ask both of you, what does mental health mean to you? I think to me, mental health, um, as an educator specifically, Well, and really, even as a mom, I think mental health means to me that people are are happy and healthy and resilient and able to bounce back from hardship. What about for you, Jimmy? Well, I think people, some people have good mental health. Some people have bad mental health. And and in my opinion, it's it's the ability to to cope with certain situations, uh, uh, how to handle pressure and how to how to. Uh, solve problems uh, one way or the other. So that's that's kind of my definition of mental health. The Joe Burrow Foundation is something Joe and you two launched this past season. Why was was mental health something that Joe and you two wanted to be sure to to be able to raise awareness, raise funds, and help people with? Well, our family in general, um, as we we launched the foundation. It's been something over the last couple of years that has really started to come to the forefront of people's minds. I feel like Mm -hmm. that, um, especially children and school systems, um, really need extra support and, uh, people dealing with children need extra knowledge to be able to deal with all of the new challenges that kids have right now, uh, especially anxiety mm-hmm. and um, dealing with things in the school system that can help children be successful academically. They they have to come to school ready to learn. And when they're dealing with a lot of outside trauma and outside anxiety in their families, they're not coming to school ready to learn anymore. So that uh, the foundation, as we talked about building it, we really wanted to be able to help 
everyone in different ways, not just food insecurity, but other issues as well. You touched on the academic side of it, and you're an educator for a long time. You've been a coach yeah. for a long time. How much have you seen mental health with your athletes uh, affect you where you wanted to get involved somehow to help them too? Yeah, when I first started, uh, you know, we, we didn't have really access to, to professionals to, to help our student athletes as mm -hmm. I uh, had had many years in, in the business. You know, we, we basically had uh, had hired people to, to help with those issues, yeah. whether, whether it's a counselor, or a psychologist or, or, or whatever. But, uh, you know, we, we had issues uh, with, with different players uh, over the years and I became much more aware uh, when when Robin uh, became a school teacher mm -hmm. and and now a principal, didn't really realize the the gravity of of the situation in really Southeast Ohio or Ohio in in general. So I've learned a lot since uh, uh, Robin got involved uh, with the Children's uh, Appalachian Children's Coalition and mm -hmm. and then with our uh, Joe Burrow Foundation. Uh, we're continuing to, to to learn a lot. Like I mentioned, you guys launched the Joe Burrow Foundation earlier this year. What were some of the first things you did? I heard you talk previously about being able to help pay some of those medical bills yeah. for mental health for youth in Ohio, in Louisiana. For me, you know, I've had my own struggles like we were talking about a little bit off camera before, and it can be costly. And insurance, it's, it's a problem that, that's being addressed now more than ever, but for a lot of insurance carriers, they don't cover all right. of mental health or any of it. So just walk me through some of those projects okay. you guys have started early on, if you can. Well, the, the, the first thing we did, uh, there was about 20 families at the uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital who's, who's uh, had mental health issues and, and were getting treatment there, uh, had trouble, their families had trouble paying the bills. So uh, we started out thinking, well, let's see how many we can, we can pay. And there were about 20 of them. And then we, uh, you know, we just couldn't decide. So we, we basically paid for 20 families uh, their mental health bills and that was one of the the, the first things that, that we did and and uh, we'll continue to do more yeah have you guys been able to see that impact firsthand I mean I'm sure you get mm -hmm. flooded with with calls and, and emails and, and requests for help but are there one or two instances where instances where you've been able to see the the foundation giving back in person where it's really stuck out like you know, it's worth it. What we're doing, it means a lot. Well, we definitely got um, a lot of very positive feedback from the families that we helped in Cincinnati and the surrounding area there. Um, just, it was overwhelming, really, that the little bit that we felt like we could do with the foundation made such a huge impact for them. You know, mm -hmm. they were at the point that they were going to lose lose their services because they were past due on bills, and just bringing them back up to in the in the black um so that they could continue to get their services was a big deal for them and it is a big deal mm -hmm. and it's it's great to be able to do that one one mom uh one of her comments uh was it was the best day of her life wow. so that's when you you know you know joe burrow foundation uh, made a difference and those type things m make you really uh, appreciate uh, the fact that we have this opportunity to help. Joe obviously has realized what his name and and his likeness can do to help people in need, not just win games and excite a city like Cincinnati and a fan base like the Bengals fans. 
But where did his passion for mental health come? Because I know he's a very calculated guy. I got the chance to cover him his first three years in Cincinnati. So he's not just doing this to start a foundation. It's because it hits close to home for him, I'm sure. Where did that focus on mental health and that motivation to start a foundation surrounding that come for him? I think it probably stems a lot from similarly to what Jimmy said. Um, when I started teaching, you know, I would come home and tell little stories, um, f- you know, just being really open and honest about different struggles that families were having and um, not specific details, obviously, of names or right. or where they were, but just things that were breaking my heart. And, you know, it was it's sad when families don't have the resources and, and don't have the means to be able to get the things that they need. And uh, on both fronts, food insecurity and mental health, I think that those were the two things that pulled on my heartstrings for mm-hmm. sure. And um, pull, they pull on everyone's heartstrings, I think. So I think that he heard a lot of those stories and um, took those stories to heart. And then just growing up in uh, Southeast Ohio and Athens County, uh, you know, he, he had contact certainly in, in this school and uh, elementary and middle school um, uh, growing up that some of his friends, you know, yeah. had had issues with uh, food insecurities, and and as a result, uh, that can present mental mental health issues. And sure. he was aware of that. Uh, he, uh, as you said, he doesn't he doesn't really talk a, a, a lot about different things, but but he he very much uh, ob- observed those type things growing up, and and wanted to uh, make a difference with this foundation. One of the biggest moments in Joe's career and really in sports, I think, when it comes to philanthropy was that Heisman speech. Yep. As parents watching <laughs> that, what was that like for you? I'm sure it had to be emotional and you had to be super proud of your son. We really had no idea that that was going to be a part of it. Uh, he had a few uh, uh, things, uh, po- uh, points uh, on, a, on a little index card, mm-hmm. but we really didn't didn't look at it. So... When he started talking about that, uh, yeah, yeah, we're very proud uh, that that he had over the years uh, made those type observations and and cared about uh, the food insecurities in in this area. And really, it was 31 seconds um, uh, during that speech, and and the, the GoFundMe page uh, the the next day was started, and it just grew into. Uh, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, the Athens Food Pantry then partnered with the uh, uh, Appalachian Foundation, and really that kind of pushed us into to wanting to, to start this foundation also. So really it all goes back to, to that speech. Moving on to, to Joe a little bit on, on the football and mental health side of things. I know you can't speak for him, but it's your son. You've been able to watch him play and grow up as a kid and play at LSU, win a national championship there, take the Bengals to the Super Bowl, and hopefully win one here in the next few years. Are you ever shocked at how cold-blooded he is and, and how just cool, calm, and collected? Because, I mean, when you talk about mental health, it seems like he's got a really strong foundation. He has always kind of played with ice in his veins, honestly, from the time he was very young. Um, I think he always, for some, I'm not sure how, but he could always just, you know, step up and be the guy that could come through 
when it really counted and when the pressure was on. So it's just somehow in his DNA. And he he credits, you know, his preparation in in practice and and in the off season and his coaches because they they put him in a situation going into a to a mm-hmm. game to to feel very confident and and very uh, prepared for for what he's going to see, and you know he's he's always been very very for, fortunate to have great coaches from yeah. third grade here all the way through uh, high school and and even uh, certainly at Ohio State and then and then LSU and now at the Bengals so he credits a lot of that to to being prepared and the willingness to 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 prepare. For a guy like Joe, his life has changed completely, and your guy's life has changed completely in the last five years. On the mental health side of things, how have you seen you two and him maybe together be able to make sure that, you know, you keep your head on straight, you don't get eh, – he doesn't get mm-hmm. – you, you can tell he doesn't get sucked yeah. into the fame thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, someone that's that's worked with him a little bit, it seems like the fame thing might not be for him, but he kind of takes it in stride because he knows it's yeah. part of – being a great football player and also being able to give back like he does. But the last five years from where he was at then to now and your family, how much of a whirlwind has that been? And how have you had to get used to it over time? And are you used to it now? I don't know that we'll ever get used to it. I (laughs) I mean, we, we we take a lot of, lot of pictures and, 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 uh, I I think, uh, Joe's ability to, to handle this for sure, uh, goes back. You know, we think the, the way he was grounded, he always was taught to respect other people, treat everybody the same, no matter where they came from or how mm-hmm. much money they they had. I guess one of the the most fun things that that we hear from his friends and and the, the people that are associated with him and have been for for a lot of years is he's he's just the same old Joe, and uh, that makes us feel good because n- not everybody is the same old person when right. when they basically become become famous and uh we're, we're proud of the fact that he does handle it well when you're sitting in the stands at paycor stadium or you're on the road in kansas city at arrowhead <laughs> is there a is there still a pinch me moment that this is our life right now <laughs> i i think there probably definitely is that you know that feeling but at the same time it still kind of just feels like we're just watching joe play ball and like like we did when he was in third yeah. grade or high school or <laughs> it's wild LSU. to hear you say that is <laughs> it's just feels like we're just still watching Joe and um that which is also fun because he's still just he's just Joe to us right. and um yes he's on a very big stage and there are lots of people cheering for him which is the really strange thing I mean seeing people in your son's jersey I yeah. still like Girl I am not yeah, I'm not used I was to a that school punter. no one bought that jersey yeah I mean it's crazy to <laughs> yeah. to see all those people in his jerseys um but it's still just for me, I'm just still a mom cheering on Joe, yeah. and I think Jimmy yeah. is still just dad cheering on Joe too. Once he's out on the field and 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 playing, I, I you know that's that's the way we feel. Uh, when you see him going through the tunnel before the game or leaving the field, and there's cameras and, yeah. and people yeah. all around him, you you know that's kind of the pinch pinchest moment I yeah. think because you go. You know that's that's a lot of cameras out there following Joe around, right. and and but she's right watching him play. People assume I'm a defensive guy that I'm watching uh, defenses and all that, but you know 
just a dad watching Joe yeah. in the NFL. So yeah. that's that's the fun thing for us. I definitely get uh, <laughs> when they announce the offense when the offense runs right. out and he comes out and Paul Brown just goes crazy and Paycor. people Paycor. <laughs> Sorry, I still do it too. I've thought of Paul Brown for twenty plus years. Uh, Paycor goes crazy and people are screaming his name. Um, I definitely get a little teary eyed every time. It's just crazy that that many people are cheering for Joe. That's uh, an awesome visual, and I can tell that you too. The, the, <laughs> since I met you, and and also when you see different stories, that you guys are genuine, and you can feel that connection between you two, your son. Uh, the connection in Cincinnati, you know, there was a big narrative, and I knew it was false from talking to Coach O, because I used to cover LSU, Coach White, uh, you know, here, I almost said over there, here at Athens High yep. School, that Joe didn't want to go play for the Bengals, didn't want to mm -hmm. stay in Ohio. I think anyone that knew someone close to Joe or, or Joe's parents knew that wasn't true. The connectivity that he has mm -hmm. for the state of Ohio and, and the Bengals and the city of Cincinnati, how cool has that been to watch grow? Yeah, uh, we just feel so fortunate and blessed that he's so close to home. Right. Um, I mean, we're, you know, definitely uh, happy about that. And and we're very happy for the or that the Browns, I mean, they've just embraced it. And the whole fan base has really rallied around mm -hmm. Joe and the whole team. It's it's been really amazing. Yeah, I mean, he. He wanted the challenge of of being a part of of the Bengals and the fact they hadn't hadn't won in a long time. So, you know that was part of the attraction for him. Sure. Uh, certainly, state of Ohio. Uh, he he loves uh, uh, Ohio. He loves Southeast Ohio. Didn't know that much about Cincinnati, but he, he knew it was only two and a half hours from here, and uh, that they they needed a quarterback. Right. So. Uh, uh, although the narrative across the nation did at times uh, indicate that Joe didn't want to play there, but that that really wasn't ever the case. Right, and like I said, it's just funny hearing <laughs> that when you knew that wasn't wasn't the case, wasn't true yeah. at all. Let's get into some fun stories with Joe and you two. Um, is there a moment that you know we talked about a little bit before how he's cold blooded and and just has that even kill nature when he's playing? Was there a time when he was a young kid? playing that you were like all right like our son our son's got it well um I guess for me the first thing that comes to mind is actually a basketball game okay um he wanted to play college basketball right he did he was he was a good little basketball player uh the thing that I remember I believe it was third grade it might have been fourth grade and uh his little travel team we were in Columbus at a tournament mm -hmm. it was this officially a state tournament but i think that there are lots of state tournaments in that league but um we were playing i believe it was maysville does that sound right i think it was maysville <laughs> and uh a lot of games ago yeah it was a lot of games <laughs> ago. Sean McVay member. <laughs> and <laughs> and it the it was a very close game and a couple of our kids had fouled out we were down literally down to five players mm -hmm. and we were like eight points down with 12 seconds left or something like that. And um, we ended up, Joe ended up hitting like three three-pointers and four free throws or something like that. And we ended up winning by one point and it might've been overtime. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And 
at that point it was just like, huh, I guess he, you know, he's hitting these free throws and, um, we, you know, he was definitely hot under pressure for sure. I know in third and fourth grade, uh, they would play outside Peden Stadium there, and my office mm-hmm. was there. And so I, on Sundays, uh, I got to, to watch, which if they'd have been really anywhere else, yeah. probably couldn't have, but, but that worked out great. But I'm, I'm watching him, you know, in shotgun and throwing a football around like third and fourth mm-hmm. and fifth grade, and you're going, you know, that's that's pretty impressive. One, that the, the coaches – have have got these guys right. in a shotgun formation, and he had great receivers and, and great teammates there, too. And and so we saw that early. I remember in the eighth grade, I think it was the eighth grade, maybe the first baseball game uh, here in town against. Uh, uh, I, th- I think we had two eighth grade teams, and and uh, he hit three home runs that day. <laughs> and so you know you kind of look at okay, football, basketball, baseball. Is he bad uh, at anything? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would sorry t- is he not great at anything That's <laughs> i i don't i don't know there's there's uh, golf it, yeah. he's not great at golf okay he, i saw he, i'm he, pretty close with sam hubbard and he's the same way like he'll yeah. go out and play but yeah he's not the best golfer and i yeah. think that's why he doesn't play very much because you know he likes to be good at, at everything he he's developed into a, a a great ping pong player they have the, the oh yeah no when i go in there for interviews people are <laughs> they're going at it but uh he want and he wants i think if he ever commits to it and uh uh wants to just put in the time to be a, a good golfer he he will he used, when we when we were in fargo he he took lessons and was could hit a, a golf ball i guess he was first grade back then yeah he and was really good when so he was he's, little. he's got it in him he just hasn't done it in a long time and hasn't done it very often well he's just got to pick it up and he'll figure it out that's <laughs> I hope. how things go uh i want to ask about the uh wardrobe do you guys mm-hmm. get a like a group text with the family <laughs> like the night before hey this is what i'm gonna wear do you guys see no. it on twitter like everyone else we see it on twitter with everybody okay. else usually after everybody else because we're not just Honed in on, Twitter, on our yeah. phone, but uh, that was one of my favorite shots to get when I covered him. When I, yeah. I saw him walking the stadium, I'm like, all right, I know this is going to go. I, I blame her because of her fashion merchandising <laughs> major and some of the things that that he wears. Um, do I prove it? Put it this way, it wouldn't be something that I would wear, and if it was my choice, <laughs> he probably wouldn't. But he likes to, in his mind, look good and and feel confident. Uh, you know on, on the, the trips, on the plane rides, and, mm-hmm. and the next day it, coming in and out of the stadium. So uh, as long as they, it helps him yeah. in his mindset, then uh, we're good with it. I think that all stemmed back to LSU and the Tiger Walk down the hill. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an, yeah. that's an incredible experience. It is an incredible experience, and he definitely liked to have his, his suit and be feeling good about it. So yeah. <laughs> I think that that's where it all started personally. With the nicknames, is there? I mean, I know you say the same old Joe to you. Is there one that sticks out between Joe Shiesty, Joe Bird? Do you are you a fan of it all, or you just want to call him Joe? I just want to call him Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, most most people around here probably still call him uh, Joey. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we we like like those. I mean, I've heard him say Joe Shiesty for for whatever reason. It's one of, people ask him what his favorites. And, yeah, you know, he doesn't like to talk about himself a whole lot but i did hear that so if that's 
if that's what he goes with, then uh, uh, that, that'll be my favorite also. You mentioned people here in Athens County still calling him Joey, and, and just the connectivity. You can tell when you drive in, it, it's a small town. It's a close-knit community, and Joe still has that in him, but also the community accepts where he's at. You see the posters behind you of him at LSU and playing for the Bengals. How much has that – he lived at your guy's house right after he was drafted because it was COVID. I remember draft night yeah. interviewing him on FaceTime from your couch. Yeah. Uh, how much has that played a role just being – I know you guys moved around a lot when he was younger, but being from here predominantly and just the, the homegrown roots, how much has that helped helped him? I, I think it's it's helped him a, a, a lot. I mean, uh, once again, he has to stay grounded and, and – uh, um, not let fame go to his head, which he he hasn't. I mean, when he comes into town, there's there's a sign on each end of the plains <laughs> that says "Home of Heisman Winner Joe Burrow." Right. So he's constantly reminded of it. But you know, he just loves coming home and and uh, being a part of of uh, this community and and seeing his friends. Last thing I'm going to ask you guys, or one of the last things, is the foundation. What's coming up next? Um, I, I think you guys are going to start doing maybe some events with Joe in either Cincinnati or Louisiana, back here on the Plains. Just walk me through some of the plans here coming up in the offseason. Yes, yeah, so as as we move into spring here, we, we do plan to have a couple of events. Those are still kind of to be determined. Sure. Um, but we're looking forward to really growing, growing the foundation over the next year and getting out and getting some programming going. Some food pantries and schools mm-hmm. are first on the list for next school year and um yeah so we're looking forward to really helping to expand and people can go on on the the website joeborough.org and uh it just uh got added a few weeks ago where you can apply for grants okay i think up to fifty thousand dollars i mean we had so many requests and you know somebody would send send it to me or maybe robin or or uh Amy Floyd, our executive director in, in Cincinnati, and it was just hard to to choose which ones you could you could do, and and it was hard to keep track of them. So now you you can go on the uh, website, mm-hmm. and again that's uh, JoeBurrow.org. dot org, and you know Joe uh, said uh, in an interview once upon a time everybody has the responsibility to to do good, and uh, he believes that we believe that. Uh, I just took off a sweatshirt that that had do good on it i looked to see if i still had it on <laughs> but uh you know and anybody that that donates money or, or is involved uh, with with the foundation uh you know joe considers them as well as us considers them a part of the the joe burrow team so uh, uh check it out it's an awesome mission awesome message last thing i'll ask you uh for parents athletes that are watching what advice do you have to them i mean you guys have been on the roller coaster of seeing your kid go from, I don't know if he's never been normal as, a, as an athlete, but a normal high school athlete to playing at a high level in college now being one of the biggest stars in the NFL, what would be your advice to parents that have kids with those aspirations or maybe on that journey? Well, uh, being a coach, I, I like uh, multiple sport uh, athletes growing mm-hmm. up. I know some sometimes a parent says, hey, you should – choose one or or uh you know this is the one you're 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 best at yeah 
but I like to encourage, and I think we encourage Joe to to do them all, play them all. Mm-hmm. We were fortunate that he 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 loved them all, but if we'd have chosen one, say fifth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, we we'd have probably said, okay, Joe, you need to quit football and baseball, yeah. and uh, and and play basketball. So. Uh, you know that's that wouldn't have been good, <laughs> and, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> we just always, and I think parents in general just need to to support their their kids no matter what. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Be positive and and uh, give them all the the opportunities and uh, that they need to to improve and to practice and get better if that's what they choose to do. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important to encourage them to be a good teammate, mm-hmm. to to put their team first. Um, to listen to their coaches and and put the work in and encourage their teammates to put the work in so that their team can succeed. And it's not all about them. It's about the team and mm-hmm. the team getting better every day. I think that it's easy to get really focused on an individual and, you know, wanting your kid to get all the playing time and wanting your, your kid to make all the baskets or – or throw all the touchdown right. passes, whatever it might be, catch all the passes, mm-hmm. and that's not what it's it's about. It's about the team um, bonding and really working toward a common goal. I think that that's one thing that we really focused yeah. on as Joe was growing up, and um, I I would really encourage parents mm-hmm. to believe in that. Well, Robin and Jimmy, I can't thank you guys enough for giving me some of your time. And if you need to find out any more information or want to donate to the Joe Burrow Foundation, go to Joe Burrow. Dot org, and we'll see everybody back here next week on The Mental Game. And I can't thank Jimmy and Robin enough for inviting me up there to have that conversation about Joe, their family, his foundation, and mental health. Obviously, if you want to help in their mission to help kids who are suffering from mental illness get them the resources they need or families who need help finding food, you can go to joeburrow.org to help them in their journey and their fight. And yes, for everyone at home wondering, I do hope one day – Joe Burrow will be a guest here on The Mental Game. Our next guest, this is different this season. I can't tell you who it is next week, but I will give you a clue. He is a former star player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is all I can say. But Bengals fans listening, you'll know him very well from the Bengals-Steelers rivalry. Once again, next week, it is a new guest. And each week, it's going to be a surprise. I'm going to post a picture on Sunday on social media. So, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter of me and the guest, a little teaser video preview on Monday, and then the episode will drop each and every week on Tuesday morning, so you can listen to it on the way to work, maybe watch it at work if you're bored and need a little break at lunch, or whenever you can, but that is the routine now for The Mental Game. I can't thank all of you enough for joining me again on this journey, and we'll see you right back here next week on The Mental Game. (laughs) 